Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Teams podcast. Welcome to our Disciple Making Podcast. I'm Frank Jackson, Legacy Church Coordinator for San Antonio Baptist Association. The intent for these podcasts is to assist pastors and church leaders to develop and sustain a disciple-making culture in their church. As we see the continued erosion of moral consciousness in our broken, flawed, and angry culture, and the challenges to churches regathering and recovering from the COVID pandemic, we realize that the traditional model of doing church is no longer relevant. And my hope is these podcasts will provide a foundation as well as an encouragement to pastors and church leaders to equip the family of faith to meet the challenges and opportunities the Lord has placed before us. Our guest uh, today is Chris Johnson, pastor of First Baptist Church of San Antonio, church that has a rich history and a rich tradition. And so, Chris, I'm very excited to have you join with me and uh, look forward to our time together. Welcome. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to join with us. So let me begin like this. How long have you been pastor at First Baptist Church? Been at First Baptist uh, a little over three and a half years now. But, but you know, it's been a, an interesting time because in that time, the first year or so, Pastor Don Guthrie was still there. And uh, we had a transition time where we were, we were co-pastors for over a year. Um, and then, then I had a year where I was senior pastor, and now we've had over a year of COVID. So it, in a lot of ways, it still feels new. It still feels like, like a year, but it's been, you know, three and a half or so now. So, uh, but God's been good, even through all of these different kinds of things we've had to face. In the- yeah, amen. And, and I know, since you do have that experience with the church, mm-hmm. that you came into a church with a rich history and tradition. So what led you to make that commitment to lead the church to develop a disciple-making culture? Well, where this came from, uh, in my previous church, uh, I was at Chalk Bluff Baptist Church in North Waco, um, served there over eight years. And um, towards the end of that time, I knew God was, was calling me somewhere else. My wife and I were praying and we said, you know, God's, God's calling us away from here and somewhere else we don't know where. And so for over a year, I would go into the sanctuary there on Friday mornings and I would pray. And I would, I would sit at the altar and I would I'd pray for about an hour. Uh, uh, one, about God, where, where are we going next? Um, and two, you know, what does that mean? What are we gonna do? And just through my scripture reading and my time there, um, God pretty clearly said in those prayer times, I want you to do this. And, and what he said, when, and, and in that time, Throughout that time, I, I realized God was calling us here to First Baptist San Antonio, but, but through that year of prayer too, I recognized God was calling me to define and practice three words. And those, those three words were repent, witness, and disciple. Right? So they're, they're, they're biblical foundational kinds of things, but God said, you need to define and practice these three things. And, and that's gonna be your work at First Baptist San Antonio is helping them to define what it means to be a repentant people and to be known as repentant people, to define what witnessing looks like and then get after it and define what discipling looks like and get after it. And those three all work so well together. And so um, towards the end of my time at Chalk Bluff, began to work through what that meant. And now we're trying to run full steam ahead at, at uh, First Baptist and um, 
you know, people have been listening. And so we're, we're well on to defining them. And so now we're working on putting them into practice and what that means. So. Amen. I, I, I've just had these discussions with other pastors and some of them talked about how they began to introduce the disciple making focus into their church. Some started with, uh, leadership and Mm -hmm. and redefining direction and especially coming out of covid uh, a number of pastors seem to think that this is a chance to rewrite the script absolutely because it's almost like starting from zero again and there are people who have remembrances of the way it used to be but there seems to be an openness to say wow we can't go back there because it all fell apart uh, as a result of the pandemic and so there seems to be an openness to reconsider direction. So where did you begin in the process at at First Baptist? So, I mean, when I was in my call, you know, coming into the church, they they were, you know, asking things like, what's next? And so, you know, I told them a basic version of what I just told you about being repentant and witnessing and discipling. And so we we started with those and, and, and I would teach on those and I would just say them early and often, like repent, witness, disciple. And, and just helping that language um, become a part of the fabric of the church. And so, um, and then teaching on them regularly. Um, but, but really, the, the goal and, and the high point is, is getting to people to a point where they're practicing these things. And so, um, I've just begun to, to jump in and do it, right? And so, to start discipling folks. So, I, I began, um, and even just told the church this, that uh, we're not ready to do this as a church yet but I'm going to start with the staff. And so what I began to do is hold the staff accountable and practice these things with the staff. So like with discipling, I've, I've been discipling, had a couple of discipleship groups with our staff um, uh, that are they're living this out and then have a couple of teaching moments in the staff where we teach and talk about it and practice it. And so, you know, at this point, um, most all of our staff have, if at least begun this disciple making process. And, and the, the thought is, once the staff gets a hold of it, they can begin to help me spread this into the church itself. And so, uh, you know, that, that was the first steps. And then, and so the staff has gone through that. And then we're working, um, and it starts with me. So I've started a couple of groups with, um, started discipling some of our, our church members. And if I'm not doing it, nobody's going to do it. And so I've, I've jumped in and I've started discipling church members. And um, now we're, we're putting this on the staff to say, you know, this, this is a top priority. So this moves to the top of your job description. Whatever your job description is, um, this now becomes at the top of that where you need to be discipling people. Um, and then so then it begins to infiltrate the church from that level and have that, that level of support from the staff. You know, I appreciate the way you approach this with the church that you shared with them the vision and then you shared with them, we're really not ready to uh, implement this yet. Yeah. Because we're not spiritually ready, right? But that's okay, right? You know, it's almost like uh, that Romans eight one, mm-hmm. eight one and two. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't a, all right. We should have been doing this. We haven't done it. Right. We better be doing this. You said, okay, this is what we're going to do, yeah. but we're not really ready yet, and that's okay because. God's going to make us ready. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Him. So that's right. Yeah. Well, and part, and part of that is, you know, I was trying to share with them, 
you know, when, when you say sort of uh, typical biblical words like repent, witness, disciple, everybody's heard them their whole life if you've been right. in Sunday school, right? But it, laying this out in such a way that we're going to do this faithfully, uh, obediently unto Jesus Christ, and this is going to be the course of my ministry. So, you know, I hope to be here, to, you know, long term, whatever that means, you know, 20 years or, or more or retirement or wh whatever the Lord leads. But, but the point to the church is this is going to play out over years. And and this is there's a roadmap here that's going to take us. So so like you said, we're not we're not just going to condemn and say everybody's got to jump in day one. We we have to lay a groundwork, and and this is a process that's going to play out over over long term, and um and, and God's going to bless that. You know, I appreciate also what you're saying because you're right. If you've been in a Baptist church for sure, a Baptist church your whole mm -hmm. life, you've heard word repent, witness, disciple forever and ever and ever. Mm -hmm. But I'm not so sure if we've done a good job in helping people to understand what that means intentionally. Right. Exactly. How does, what does this really look like? We tell everybody, you need to go witness for pe to people about Jesus. You need to do and give them all these yep. evangelism courses. But as far as really laying out how to be intentionally focused over right. that period of time. Well, and, that, and that's what we're trying to do. And that's why you use the two words I did intentionally. So we take discipling. Um, if you've been in church uh, for very long, you've heard some kind of definition of that or you have some kind of concept in your mind about what that means. But, but part of my role at First Baptist is I'm going to define this word as I see God calling us in Scripture to define it now. And so for a lot of people, that, that's really a redefining. And so we redefine it. And then really the goal here is to put it into practice. Because a lot of people have been taught these words and different definitions of these words. Very few have ever tried to practice them at all, right? And so this is, so, so first we have to redefine, and then we're going to hold each other accountable to put these things into practice. You're gonna do this. And that's what I tell the church all the time. You know, I'm talking about these words, but, but over the course of my ministry, you are going to have to do this. We're going to practice this, and you're going to, you're going to put your feet on the ground, and you're going to be doing these things. Um, and, and same thing with the staff, as we tell, the, tell, tell our staff. I mean, you need to, this is part of your accountability and, and even a part of your work is you have to do this. We're not just going to talk about it, but we're going to practice it and yeah. move forward. So. And it's not just that Chris Johnson said this, but that's what Jesus said when he said, exactly. follow, follow me. Right. Okay, this is what follow me actually looks like. It doesn't right. mean just let's walk down a little road together. That, that's right. Well, and, and that's the way that's the way I talk about this from from sort of the, the the next level up or the higher level is I didn't come up with these words right the, these these are there's there's nothing unique to me about these but but what I say is I'm trying to intentionally be obedient to Jesus Christ and so and that's what I tell the church we're going to be people who faithfully follow him and, and be obedient to him and so when I when I when I began to look at it, look into that so I say okay I want to be obedient to Jesus what did he tell me to do the, the first word of Jesus's ministry, Matthew 4, first thing he says is repent. Okay. So I'm going to go back. Okay, Jesus did the first thing he said in his ministry. I need to do that. So what does that look like? So I'm going to enact that. And, and, and practically, this is the last thing Jesus says, too. In, in, the, in the book of Revelation, to the five churches, five of the seven churches, what he tells them to do in the end is repent. And so you see the same thing, witnessing and discipling. So right, the end of Math, the beginning of Jesus' ministry in Matthew is repent. The end of his ministry in Matthew, he says, go witness and disciple. Right? So that's, and, and so I'm just, I'm trying to be obedient to Jesus Christ. And that's what, that's what we tell the church. So if, even in your attempt to be obedient, Jesus is going to bless that. You know, Amen. God's going to, if I say like, I'm, I'm going to try to practice repenting and witnessing and discipling, 
it, it, God's going to bless that effort because he sees I'm trying to be obedient to his word and what he's told me to do. Um, and, and this is what he's already revealed. So why, why aren't I enacting and practicing what he's already revealed in his word? Um, and, and that's what I need to do. So, so in light of this culture shift, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a, it's a pretty significant culture shift right. because uh, I'm sure uh, being the traditional focus, mm-hmm. you know, we have a whole culture of people that think that what the Christian life looks like sure. is... I showed up for Sunday school, right. I went to the worship service, I gave my money, right. and I went to the men's prayer breakfast, or whatever. Right. You know, yeah, any yeah, of those yeah, kind exactly. of little check-the-block yeah, right. check things. So in light of that, what are some challenges you've encountered, and, and how are you trying to mitigate some of those things? You know, I, I think some of the challenges, what we were getting at a little bit before, is this is this is a, a long-term process, an intentional process. Um and there's a lot who hear this and get excited and they want it to happen immediately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some people really rush. Well, this is me too, honestly. We're rush ahead of the Lord where, where the Lord says, you know, kind of like where we're going with the church. You're not ready for this. Back up. Let's, let's work on the small things. Let's work on the fundamentals. Um, you're, you're rushing ahead of the Lord. And so just being, being patient and waiting on the Lord. Um, is hard to do, and and you're not going to see the fruit of these things for a long time. I mean, it it takes um, a long time of, of thoughtfulness and intentionality. So so one is one is being patient and being able to wait um, and put in the the early work that nobody sees. So so that that's kind of hard, and, and people just want to rush out of the Lord. And even in the discipleship groups, you know, sorry, like I said, you know, I'm working with some some uh, people in the church now, and they're excited. But almost in their excitement, they're rushing way too far ahead and getting way getting way out over their skis and are um, you know have to kind of rein people in. Now on the other side, you know you you also hear people just saying like um, that are just kind of setting their ways and they're just going to do their thing and you know they kind of say, well, pastor, you can go do what you're going to do. We're we're doing this over here and you know it's kind of that's kind of pastor's thing and we're just going to keep doing what we're doing over here and so. Um, and so you got to kind of bring both of those in in different ways. And, and the people that are just kind of set in their ways, you know, I think you kind of just give them time. And when they start seeing success with the others, you know, I think you can start to bring them in and, and work with them that way. Um, and for the people that are just kind of rushing ahead, it's just remind them, you know, this is a slow process. And, and um, God's not calling us to do a thousand things. Just do, just do this one thing faithfully. And then see what God does. You know, I think I think some people feel like I've got to do, you know, whatever, 10 different things for the Lord and say, well, why don't we just pause and just, why don't you just do this one thing well and see what God does with it. And so, you know, there's some of the challenges we're seeing right now, um, but God's God's working through those with us. So. Yeah, amen. I, I was talking to a pastor uh, the other day, and he made a statement, and his reflection was in uh, our community the the especially the southern baptist community mm-hmm. what you read about in um whatever publicity that's coming out is recognizing churches with phenomenal growth lots and lots of baptisms high attendance and all of these kind of things and so as a reflection of that here's what he said he said disciple making and church growth are not compatible and he's reflecting on that. What do you, 
How does that resonate with you? What do you kind of I, I would say they're not compatible when you define church growth like most people are defining church growth right now, right? So I, I think kind of talking about definitions before, um, I think we have a poor definition of what church growth looks like. And, and I think he's right. With the current sort of climate of how we define that word, um, they don't work together. Now, what, what I believe and what I expect, and, and if I'm faithfully obedient today to Jesus Christ by being repentant, to, to witness, to disciple, in the long run, that's going to lead to sustained church growth that lasts most church growth that you see today is more uh, flash in the pan kind of stuff that uh, at some point falls off a cliff. Um, whatever the, the model falls apart or the leader leaves or um, something else gets in the way and then all of a sudden you're just kind of back to square one. I think this is more of a sustainable long-term kind of thing where you're not going to see growth in the early stages. Um, and in fact, it's going to feel like you're going backwards at first. But the, the hope and, and the goal, and, and I think the, the, the way the model plays out, is five, ten years down the road, you're going to see growth that you've never seen before because you've been faithful to, to be obedient to Jesus early on. And, and, and that's, that's going to happen in the long run. Um, but it, it, kind of to his point, if church growth is the goal, we're kind of missing the point. Right? The, the goal is for us to just be obedient to Jesus Christ, and, and he's going to bring the growth. And, and if you're faithful to witness and disciple in the long run, that's going to lead to growth. But, but you know, our, our hope and our goal is just to obey Jesus and, and let him just expand those things, uh, you know, as they happen and as they come. And, and, they, and it will come, um, you know, as we're faithful and obedient uh, in these small things. The, the big growth will come eventually. Amen. Just not as quick as we want it. That's right, and we don't get to determine that. I mean, that's right. why it's the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's a word of encouragement that you would share with pastors or church leaders who are seeking to lead their church? I mean, here they are. Uh, they have this perception or sense of oughtness that this is the way we need to go. Um, what's a word of encouragement of, okay, consider where you want to start. I like the three words, repent, witness, and disciple, define, and practice. Man, what a great testimony that is. But what's a word of encouragement you could give to pastors and church leaders seeking to lead their church in a disciple-making process? So uh, what what I would say um, as a word of encouragement is just just practice it. Like just, just get your hands dirty and jump in. We're, we we don't get very far when we're just talking about it or reading about it, and those things can be helpful. But but we need to you need to jump in and do it. We need to be doers of the word, and you need to just jump in and and start doing this with with two people. Just find it's just three of you. Find two people and just do it, and recognize in that that you're trying to be obedient to Jesus. Jesus is going to bless that, and and God's gonna God's gonna make this work. And as continue with this encouragement. Um, and I saw this too, uh, uh, even where I was serving at Chalk Bluff in Waco. You, you jump in and do it, but you're going to make mistakes. And what you're going to notice uh, as you begin to disciple, and, and you start, let's say you disciple two people, and, and you start discipling them, you're going to recognize, man, there's several things I could do better and different. That's a great thing, right? You're, you're learning, it, and you're going to make mistakes in those times, but it's better for you to jump in and try it 
and make your mistakes and learn that way rather than to never jump in um, and and because um, you're never going to have it all figured out. So don't don't wait to figure try to figure everything out to jump in and practice, but just let's go ahead and begin and and work with the Lord and with Scripture and and just do it. And and if you do it, uh, Jesus blesses that obedience. And so let, let's let's get going. Yeah, <laughs> Chris. Thank, hey, thank you for your insights. Thanks for your encouragement to pastors and church leaders. Thanks for taking the time to join with us. I know you're Absolutely. busy, guys, so I appreciate this time together. And the Lord bless you, man. Thank you yeah, very much. Thanks, Frank. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Teams podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.